Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and this season we are identifying your success blockers. Today I have a very special episode for you, and if you are a hard-working parent, or a stay-at-home parent for that matter, this is an episode you definitely do not want to miss. You know, as parents, we work very hard to provide for our children. We pursue higher education for better opportunities and we seek personal development courses to enhance our skill sets. We proceed to learn through our life experiences. And I want to ask you a question. Have you ever seen that movie, Cruel Intentions, where this lady interviews with a private school because she wants the best for her daughter and she has absolutely no idea that the school has some really deep, dark secrets lingering within? There was a death in this movie, and basically the dark secrets of the school become exposed. Well, folks, this may have been a fictional movie that was released for the sole purpose of your entertainment, but today I am here to deliver a high dose of truth serum. I almost feel as if I should be playing the background music to that movie during this show today. The ideas that bring this fictional form of entertainment to your living room are the same ideas that actually are circulating in the minds of schools like this today. I'm warning you right now, this episode might be slightly uncomfortable for some of you because it involves our children. I'm going to be the first to admit it has been very uncomfortable for me even. In fact, for the past five nights now, I've been awakened abruptly by the vicious nightmares of what I have recently uncovered has been going on right under my nose, just outside of my own awareness. The success blocker for today is bullying in our school systems, and you might be wondering, how is it possible that this issue could be a success blocker for you? But if you are a hardworking parent, we all have those times in our life, in our career, where our children become priority. And we call in sick to take care of them when they are not feeling well. We might schedule time off work to take them to the doctor or the dentist. These are all natural priorities for us, as they should be because we love our children unconditionally. And they are not success blockers, might I add. Our natural instincts also take over when we feel like something might be wrong with our child. We spend more time speaking with them on a deeper level, communicating to get to the core root of their problems. This is how we learn to help guide them through their challenges and put them back on the road to success. Also, a completely natural stepping stone for success. So. When our child comes to us and says things like, can I please go on a diet because people make fun of me and call me fat? It really tugs on our emotional strings and at that point we start initiating steps to help our children with this problem. There is a process that we go through and one of the first steps that we take is filing a complaint with our child's school. We need to bring these problems to the school's awareness so they're aware it is happening and they can take the appropriate measures to correct this behavior. These policies are put in place for a reason, and the ultimate goal is to extinguish these bullying behaviors. 
Now, some of you might be a little confused as to what the term bullying even means. I know it's kind of a harsh word, so let me give you the definition of bullying from the dictionary. It is to seek harm, intimidate, or coerce someone perceived as vulnerable. So a bully doesn't have to physically harm someone to be labeled as a bully. A bully just has to have the intentions of harming someone, whether it be emotionally or physically, it doesn't matter. A bully will use negative phrases to intimidate people or persuade them into something. You know, my case studies are always anonymous because they involve people who come to me in confidence. And I always respect those who come to me with their stories. I am so grateful for their stories because without those stories, I would not be able to decipher the information in order to deliver the messages for you. With that being said, this is a personal case study of my own. And this story is not anonymous because personally, I have chosen to stand in the spotlight for all of these parents who are afraid to come forward and use my personal story and experience to create awareness in my own community and country as this problem is way more serious than I ever wanted to believe was possible. I think by now, in this day and age, we are all aware of the fact that surveillance does not lie. Video and audio footage speaks for itself over and above any witness statement. So every time you leave your house, you are on surveillance. There are cameras at most intersections on our roads and dash cams all over the streets. You can't even go into a gas station or a supermarket or any retail store without being on surveillance. You are in view of that camera from the moment you enter the parking lot. Also, there are smartphones with cameras and instant internet access everywhere. So basically, the moment you step foot out of your house, you might as well consider your life public. There are even cameras in our schools, and I know this because personally, my son's school has used their video footage to capture an incident they've reported to me in the past. When you have the ability to watch or hear the incident for yourself as opposed to listening to the other student witnesses, for example, these cameras are used to eliminate any biased nonsense and cut right to the chase of what actually happened, the truth, right? And in more serious cases, it is footage like this that is used in court to prosecute criminals. So our children are told to report bullying behaviors immediately to an adult on campus. Some of these schools even claim to enforce a very strict anti-bullying policy. But are they really enforcing that policy or are they creating an even larger problem? So what happens when a child reports these bullying behaviors to an adult and these policies are not enforced? What happens when our children are no longer comfortable approaching these adults because they feel as if the adult always sides with the bully? What happens when your child starts showing signs of depression because he or she feels as if they are left all alone in the dark? We wonder why we have so many problems with bullying. We wonder why we have so many children committing suicide. And we wonder why in the world are there so many school shootings? Well, the answer 
is right under our nose and right in front of our face. The problem is that we do not want to believe it. So what are some of the signs of bullying in children? Because they don't always come to us and tell us there's something wrong. Depression, anger, frustration, anxiety, fidgeting, nervousness, emotional outbursts, social withdrawal, changes in eating habits, difficulty sleeping, declining grades, loss of interest, low confidence, low self-esteem, faking illness, unexplained injuries, frequent headaches, nauseousness, they might make comments related to life sucks, wanting to swear or using swear words, frozen speech, silence. Uh, for example, with frozen speech or silence, you might start noticing that your child's having a more difficult time answering yes or no questions to things they aren't really comfortable with. For example, did you do the dishes? They might stutter or they might pause longer than they normally would to answer no instead of just saying no and then providing their excuse as normal. You know your own child's behavior, so if, um, if this is something that is new, it's something you most definitely need to look into because that was one of the biggest signs for me. Um, things were a little off when all of a sudden my intelligent child is having a difficult time answering questions and I realized what was happening after I sat down and did my due diligence and had my conversations was that he was confused. He, he was starting to th overthink how to respond to my question. Um, he was overthinking every possible perception my question was. That's what I was realizing was happening. Um, because normally if you say, did you do the dishes? My response would be, no, I'm sorry, I forgot. I got busy doing this, that, and the other thing if he was gonna give me an excuse. Um, it's a smooth flowing spe speech pattern as opposed to uh, eh, or not knowing how to respond or looking in a direction, trying to think of what to say. It's not necessarily that your child's getting ready to lie to you over something stupid like that. It's a sign that there's something that is confusing them. You need to look into this. So let's say that your child has some of these signs and they've not said anything to you. Well, what do you do now? Now you're worried, right? Have a conversation with them and do your due diligence and you're gonna have to kind of look at this from more of a psychologist perspective here, okay? And I'm going to take this approach with elementary school children because they are the least aware of what might be going on. So, for example, let's say that your child is in fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade, right? They're at the end of elementary school and by now they should most definitely have a good idea of what kind of behavior is expected out of them. They know what is and is not appropriate, okay? However, if you go back a couple of years to the younger kids for second, third grade, they might still be in the process of learning what is expected of them as far as their behavior is concerned. And, you know, as parents, we get those behavior slips sent home and whatnot to keep them in check. Um, but anyway, 
even all the way up until fifth grade. Now that your child has a good understanding of what is expected out of them, it does not necessarily mean they understand what kind of behavior is and is not appropriate out of an adult. So they're not gonna be able to communicate that to you, okay? When your child is communicating things like that to you or um, judging another adult's behavior, they're using you as their, as their example. So, for example, um, if I were to say, how do you feel about your teacher? My child's going to respond one of three ways. His teacher is either meaner than, nicer than, or equal to me. It's very basic math, kind of like math, <laughs> greater than, less than, um, for elementary school kids. Okay, so... Um, if my son's teacher is meaner than me, that does not necessarily mean that he has a bad teacher. In fact, it might be good for your child because if your child is having problems with being disruptive in class, maybe they need that little extra enforcement during the day from that teacher that they don't perceive as being so nice. So let's say that your child comes home from school one day really upset because they got in trouble Okay, maybe they had to miss recess or something, um, and they felt as if their teacher wasn't being very nice when they got in trouble. Um, and I'm just going to use an example here, but let's say that your child comes to you and says, my teacher called me a liar. Okay, this is where you stop and you be the parent and do your due diligence. It does not necessarily mean that your teacher said you are a liar, child, um, <laughs> it means that your child perceived it that way. So, um, you're going to look at this from their feelings. They can convert their feelings to you as far as words are concerned. Um, so you're going to be able to tell, are they coming from a negative place or a positive place? And that situation was indeed negative for them. Okay, now... Your child, being a child, may have also confused that conversation and perceived certain things being one way, whereas they were relayed to the child from an adult perspective. So it doesn't exactly come across to us either the way it does in those emails that we receive if it gets that bad, right? Because we have a story from our child and a story from the teacher. And our job as a parent is to kind of take both sides of the story into consideration and come to a conclusion as far as how to rectify the situation for the best of everyone involved, right? And most of the time, the incident is solved in terms of however the punishment is deemed fit. Uh, the child might lose recess, they might lose a treat at the end of the week or the day, um, they might have a behavior reflection slip sent home for the parent to sign, the teacher most definitely will probably send home an email, they might receive a phone call, any of these things are possible. But if this behavior continues and the teacher feels like your child is the one who is being disruptive or disrespectful, they go into more serious consequences and punishments like detentions and even suspension. 
Now, most of the time, if your child is really misbehaving in class, they own up to it and serve their punishment, right? You might have a problem with your child lying, trying to get their way out of it, which happens because they are learning and we all are here to learn from our mistakes. Um, to me, personally, I believe 100% that a lie is considered disrespectful behavior. I don't care if you lie to me, I don't care if you lie to your teacher or another adult that is responsible for you at that time. That's disrespectful if you're caught in a lie. Um, I punish here at home for that too, by the way. So if, um, if he receives some kind of discipline at school for that lie, you better guarantee that when he gets home, he's going to have to face me before he does anything. And I believe in hard work punishments like chores extra yard work. Um, I also believe that I have a new Xbox and a new set of games. <laughs> and that can go anywhere from one week to two weeks, just depending on the severity of the situation. Um, that's how I handle things around my house. And you know what? I don't ever, ever have a problem with my son disrespecting me. I'm not gonna say he doesn't do it, but it's once in a blue moon. He's a kid. We're gonna have those speed bumps, okay? It's not a consistent thing. So when your child gets busted doing something they know they're not supposed to be doing in school, Sometimes they fess up to it. Sometimes they might try to lie their way out of it, and which, in my opinion, makes his punishment worse in my own case. Um, they, they serve their punishment and they move forward, right? And they grow from that. They, they normally learn from that lesson. It might take another time or two for them to really get the hint, but they learn and they move on. So here at home, you know, again, I have a 10-year-old boy. He's in fifth grade. He's a social butterfly. He loves people, loves friends, loves to be social, loves to be happy. He's full of life, okay? I expect him to chit-chat. I expect to get those emails. I do enforce those punishments at home. I do not take them lightly because I believe he does know better by now, and I believe that if he receives any punishment for being disrespectful or disruptive in class, and he was disrespectful, disrespectful or disruptive in that class, then he deserves that punishment. And you better believe that I am sitting here at home rooting that teacher on if he gets a detention and he's been a brat because she's just helping me do my job and I help her at home. That's what we do. We are supposed to be a team. That is how our children become successful because when the parent and the teacher work together like that, oh my gosh, it has done wonders for my son all the way up until fifth grade. So all the way up through fourth grade, you know, like I would get those emails. I have a 10 year old boy. Um, he is disruptive occasionally and I would get those emails maybe once a quarter. Okay, like once every nine weeks, or I might not get one one quarter, but I get two the next. Something like that. It's just kind of expected with a child growing up in a learning environment with other kids. So with that being said, all this time, um, that was happening. We, you know, if, if he get a disruptive behavior slip or something like that, the problem was rectified at school. 
I would get an email, yes, I would be alerted of it. I would have a discussion with his teacher. I would have a discussion with him. He would own up to his behavior, um, and we would move forward, and he was happy moving forward, and he may have not learned from that first mistake. It may have taken two or three times, but it clicks within those first couple of times, and I never, ever have had a problem with disruptive behavior like I do this year. And, you know, as a mom, you understand that your, your child is going through different types of de development phases. And it could possibly be that we're going through a phase right now where he just feels like being disruptive. So I took that into consideration, you know, and our natural instincts are when we get those emails, we side with the teacher, right? Because they're the adult in the classroom and they're the ones who initiated the punishment. So more times than none, if our child says, I didn't do it, we're siding with that teacher. At least I have in the past. So after many, many, many of these disruptive emails that are very vague and I have to keep responding, asking for more information because it just sounds like they didn't want to give it to me, you start getting kind of like a complex about yourself as a parent. You're like, you know, if my kid is really that disruptive and disrespectful in class, what does that say about me as his mother? Maybe I really need to start looking into that a little closer because that woman doesn't deserve to be going through all these issues. And as a very compassionate person, I'm just going to be the first to admit I have actually thought before, oh my gosh, not again. You know, I get an email. He's disres disrespectful or disruptive. I'm sitting over here thinking, do I order the flowers now or should she get flowers and a nice card with maybe a case of wine at this point because I am feeling so incredibly horrible for this woman with all she's putting up with in her class because I'm feeling like my son is just ruining the learning experience for the entire classroom. And that is really how I started to feel here at home. So there was an incident uh, back a while ago where my son was indeed caught lying on surveillance at school. And I actually, I contacted the director of that school and I thanked her so much for bringing that to his attention because um, we really had a major breakthrough with him at home. Not that he was lying all the time or anything like that, but, you know, there were certain things where he didn't want to tell you because he was afraid he was going to get in trouble or something. But he, this kid now, he's just coming forward with things and having the attitude like it's freeing for him to just get that off of his chest. And he knows that if he just comes forward with truth, he's not going to receive harsh punishments like getting his Xbox taken away or doing any hard chores. He might get a talking to if something's not right, or I might handle certain things um, differently, lighter punishments, um, if I believe he was wrong in certain things. But if he comes forward to me with the truth, he understands now, and he has for quite a while now, because uh, this happened a while ago, that the truth is what matters. So we're living by that now. And we have been. 
I always have, but he is now is what I'm saying. And it's a proud mom moment for me at that point, because thank you to the school so much. You know, they helped us make this breakthrough. They were having all these problems with him lying and now they won't anymore. And now I won't have to hear about it anymore. And, and things are going in the right direction or they seem to be. So now we have this breakthrough and now my son is being overly honest. Like he's coming home and telling me things that happened at school and um, saying things like, well, you're going to get an email today because I got in trouble because the teacher says I did this, this, and this. And I'll say, okay, well, did you do that and that? Well, yes, I did. And um, she says that I'll have to serve a detention next week. Okay, well, I'll just wait for the email then. Thank you for letting me know. So I'm waiting, and usually I'll get an email that afternoon or that following morning if she was busy. I understand. <clears throat> but that email, um, the emails weren't showing up now. At least that one wasn't. And I thought, huh. All right, well, maybe, maybe it wasn't such a big deal after all, and she just kind of put that to the wayside or whatever, and... He'd come home a few days later and same thing. You're going to receive an email because I got in trouble because I did X, Y, and Z. Um, and I'm asking questions and whatnot. And he starts telling me things like, well, I don't feel like I should have been in trouble because I didn't actually do that. You see, what happened was another student saw me do X but then turned it around and said I did Y to make it look a lot worse than it actually was. And instead of doing it to myself or with my friend, he said I did it to him in a bad way. And then he'd tell the teacher and then his friends would say, yes, I did. And that's why I got in trouble. And I thought, you know what, this sounds far-fetched, but I'm just going to wait to get that email. There was several times these things have happened to him where he says I'm going to get an email because he was told I would and he was told he was going to receive a detention and nothing would show up in my inbox and I'm starting to scratch my head at this point folks I'm like okay you know what now my son I told him we had this breakthrough and he's coming home and he's just spewing forth at the mouth with all this information and some of it did embarrass me as a mother because I thought, oh no, you said that in class or, oh, you know, but that's okay because I expect that. I'm raising a boy. Um, but when these emails aren't showing up now, that's when I'm very, very suspicious. Okay. And, and let me tell you why that makes me suspicious because I know my son well enough by now to know when he is and is not telling me the truth. You know, I, I have a lot of experience in this field, folks, and I know what questions to ask in what way to get exactly what answers I am looking for. So with that being said, I realized something is not right. And I just had that gut instinct as a mother. I'm like, something is not right, and I need to take a closer look into this. And I did. And let me tell you how I did this, folks. There is a tiny, discreet USB audio recorder device that you can get. And it's great, folks. It has good quality sound. Um, 
it records for an entire school day. I haven't pushed the limits with it. I charge it every night. You plug it into your computer to charge it. Um, it holds a charge all day. And it's really simple. When your child comes home, you can plug it into your computer, take the file off the drive, put the date stamp on it, and just put it into a file. And we've been doing this now for quite a while. Um, it has been an amazing little tool for him because it's almost like putting the confidence back in his pocket. You know, if you had the opportunity to give your child all the confidence back that they lost, would you do that? Of course you would, right? Well, it only cost me $14 and I thought this is a great little investment because now he's confident that he's never going to be put in a situation where he's made to look like a liar if he's not. Um, that's what it's for. So that's what we started doing. He had like this burst of joy when I asked him, hey, if, you know, I, I just sat him down and I said, listen, you know, I don't want to punish you for something if you really think you were not in the wrong. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to conduct my own little investigation. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a little tool to where you're going to be able to know you have the truth in your pocket at all times. You're never going to have to worry about anyone accusing you of doing something that you didn't do anymore. And let me tell you what, the burst of excitement and relief from this kid told me everything I needed to know already. I already knew something was wrong. Now I just needed to prove it. So we're recording now. And every night he's coming home and we're just uploading these seven hour clips onto the computer and storing them for the day and then we're talking about our day and he's still complaining to me about all these mean children and the mean things they're saying to him and the nasty things that they're saying to him and how it makes him feel and why he just doesn't understand how they can hate him so much um you know it really it really breaks your heart as a parent to hear this come out of your child's mouth, especially with the amount of emotion behind them in the form of tears, you know, almost like begging and pleading with you to please do something about it because they just can't take it anymore. So you do, you file a complaint and, and this time I'm filing a complaint with the, um, the director of the school, the assistant director, his teacher. I want everyone to be aware of what is going on with him and his life at school. And my complaints are dismissed as my child being the common factor here. They're not even looking into my claim because they're blaming my child for being the common factor here. So folks, as parents, you got to learn, you're going to have to read in between the lines. And I'm not saying your teacher's going to be wrong, okay? I'm saying most of the time your teacher's probably going to be right. There are bad eggs in every profession. We all have them, okay? Um, not all teachers are bad teachers. In fact, I wouldn't even say, even with, uh, with what all I know now, it's still not in me to call this teacher a bad person. And let me tell you why, folks. It's because we are all human. 
Okay, we all make mistakes. Some of us make really, really bad mistakes, okay? We are here for a purpose, and that purpose is for our better purpose, whatever that is. And it's personal for each and every one of us, okay? But we are here to learn from our own mistakes, and we learn lessons from those mistakes, and that is what elevates us to a higher level, ultimately speaking. So it's not in me to call her a bad person. Did she make mistakes? Oh, you bet she did. Most definitely, yes. Um, do I forgive her? Yes, I do. And the reason I do is because if I'm going to hold on to all of this hurt and this suffering and this emotional pain that she has caused not only my son but myself at this point, then it's only going to harm me. It's going to be my success blocker. Do you understand where I'm coming from now? Now, those of you who know me by now know that I believe everything happens for a reason. I do not believe in coincidence, and in fact, I follow universal law. That's what I believe in. Um, with that being said, um, taking you back a couple episodes ago, I did an episode on universal laws. You're more than welcome to go back and listen to that if you have not listened to it thus far. I'm tapping into that right now because I want to use my own personal experience to show you how amazing and how mysterious this universe is. So my son has this really, really bad week at school. He was made fun of a lot. He came home crying a couple of days that week. It just wasn't a good week for him. I think he even got in trouble at the end of the week and maybe had to serve a detention the following week for something he had done and um, he was just really down he was not in the best of moods he didn't have his joy bubbly spirit as normal he was just looking more depressed so I thought you know what my mom's in town okay at this time and I thought maybe it'd be a great idea for him to go to church with her and my brother and his wife and his family um, this weekend that was coming up um, and kind of just socialize with some other kids outside of his classroom and I thought it'd be really really good for him and um, what happened that day is that they show up at church and run into my son's teacher who happened to be I guess she was like a door greeter there or something that day and she was awfully surprised to see him there. And according to my mom, she was a very pleasant woman. And, you know, I don't even have anything bad to say about her personally speaking. Um, any interaction I've had with her personally has always been pleasant. Um, she's always seems to be happy and smiling. So I have nothing bad to say about that. I would expect that kind of reaction for her. But I have to admit, I was also kind of surprised that they ran into her at church. Not that I didn't think she was that type of woman. It was just um, a sign for me. 
The universe has a way of showing us signs, folks. Now, at this point in time, I already knew something was wrong. In fact, I was indeed 100% confident. I already knew something was wrong at this point. I already knew what was going on. I just didn't quite have enough yet. So for me, this was the universe's way of showing me we're trying. They were showing me we are trying to show her here today. And according to my mom, now I wasn't at church that day, so I can't sit here and tell you what exactly the message was at church. But according to my mom, it had something to do with the way you treat people and how things are not always as they seem. And I actually, when she told me that, I just got goosebumps. I thought, holy crap, this is a message to her straight from God. He brought my son to her face at church, and this message was for her regarding him. Surely this woman is going to recognize that. Being a teacher, I consider her probably to be a very intelligent woman. I'm sure she can see that now. And I thought, thank God. Um, maybe this is a breakthrough for her and him. You know, maybe now things will improve for him in the classroom. Maybe she'll get that message and things will turn around and it'll be like a happily ever after type of situation. But um, it seems as if she did not quite grasp that message on that particular day. She may have perceived that message as something else or related it to some other aspect in her life and she wasn't seeing that message quite as clear as she should have that day. Bless her heart. Um, I don't know this woman. Okay, I don't. Um, the only interactions I've had with her is through email and personal con or personal experiences face to face. Um, so I do not know anything about her personal life and I am not most definitely not here to judge her. So I have really, really, really ruffled some feathers this week, folks. And let me explain to you what happened. So after numerous attempts to try to get these bullying matters resolved within the school with my son and this, um, these other students, one specific student that I was continuously addressing in this email. Now I want you to put yourself in my shoes here. My son comes to me and he's telling me about how mean this kid is to him and all these mean things he says and does to him at school. And, and also this kid is one who gets him in trouble a lot too. So I'm addressing all of these concerns in an email and I don't get a response for 11 days. In fact, that weekend prior to that, um, I ran into the director of the school who apologized to me. She got too busy and forgot to respond to my email right then. And what she was busy doing is organizing these um, Christmas parties and events for the school. So that took priority folks over my son's physical fight that he was in as a result of the bullying issues that he had been dealing with since he had started the school from this one child. That's what took priority. So there's this minor incident that happens in class last week and I get an email home and it says that he's been disruptive in class 
Um, he, she caught him lying again. <clears throat> and folks, let me, let me just kind of inform you that since he's been caught lying on video camera at his school, his teacher has had a very, very difficult time moving past that. And, um, and you can tell in her emails that I have had since then that trust is now an issue for her. And, you know, even if someone comes to her and tells her something, she, you can tell she kind of veers more towards the other student than my son at this point, simply because he was caught lying on video before. So, you know, I address this with her personally and I say, I know that we have had a major breakthrough here at home. And I started to kind of outline his behavior patterns for him so she would be able to determine more when he is and is not lying by his body language and the way he presents himself. Just to kind of help her out, folks. That way she's not doing anything at school, like punishing him when she shouldn't be. Um, because none of us want to do that, right? So I'm trying to help her in that way. And her trust issues have appeared to be so bad with him since this has happened that I finally just ask her, what is it that my son and I can do to help you move past these trust issues? Because I know at home I've had a breakthrough and now I'm finding myself teaching this teacher how to determine whether or not my child's lying without just taking another student's word for it. And I never got an email back. I never got a response. I never got a thank you. I never got a um, nothing. I was just kind of ghosted. So there was an incident that happened last week. And to be honest, you know, with all we've been through with this school so far since he started there, it was a minor incident. It really was. In fact, it probably didn't even deserve to take up space in my inbox. That's how minor I believe it was. Um, but I've got all kinds of different opinions on that video. There's positive responses. There's negative responses. You know, there's going to be people that agree with the teacher was right. And there's going to be people that agree that she was not. Um, and everyone is entitled to their own opinions and their own free speech. And, you know, being me, I encourage free speech. I encourage healthy debates. Um, I think it's great for people to kind of intermingle with their own opinions. Um, it, it enhances your own getting to see something from someone else's perspective, so to speak. So I really encourage that. And one thing I want to point out to you, okay, is that anytime you bring a really dark matter into the light like I did, because, you know, I, by the way, I would have never in a million years done anything like this. Um, and it's really not in my character to do this. However, I have very, very, very strong beliefs. And I am a very, very, very strong believer that there is no place at all in the education industry, in the daycare industry, anything to do with children where there is psychological abuse going on. So anytime there's bullying, you better believe I'm going to be stepping right up to the plate to bat. Um, I don't take these things lightly. In fact, um, People have been asking me personally in my personal life, my friends and stuff, 
you know, didn't this bother you bringing this forward like that? Aren't you um, kind of scared of what people might say? And my answer to them is absolutely not. Because let me tell you something, my inbox has been flooded since I released this video. Do you have any idea how many parents have now come forward? Not only from within this particular school, and trust me, um, my problems, oh gosh, bless these people, are, are not, maybe not as bad. Um, there's, there's different levels in here, folks. We've got um, my experience. We have other experiences. Um, there have been worse situations than my son's experience in this particular school. But the beauty of it all is that um, now that this has come out into the light, there have been parents who have taken the initiative to look into the signs of bullying. They have taken the initiative to talk to their children. They have suspicions now because they have also felt like I have. Um, I have talked to so many of these folks. <laughs> By the way, I've been put in uh, Facebook jail over the past three days, so I've not been able to share anything on my page. Um, I have some very angry parents at me, but I want to bring that into the light as well, folks, because, you you know, this should not anger anyone. If you're angry, it should be about what is happening in our schools. If you're angry, it should be that our children are being psychologically damaged, not only by other children, but by, oh, some adults too. And, and I'm not saying that the majority of because you know what if you're in the teaching profession you have a good heart and you should probably be there we, like I said before we all have our bad eggs I believe teachers are absolutely wonderful people I have always supported my son's teachers I love teachers um, but this is unacceptable and together since these parents have now come forward we are making progress now, folks, because you know what? They have finally taken me seriously. So in my opinion, my mission has been accomplished because I've been trying and trying and trying to get something done about this since it's all started with my son at this school. And they've refused up until now. And it took something like this where I brought it into the light and exposed their own lie because they did say this incident didn't happen and that's why I posted it. It's a stupid incident, it really is, but you're telling me that I'm lying. So I'm showing you that no I'm not and I am here and I am ready to bat. Let's go. Um, I'm not gonna back down. Um, in fact, I've had people uh, ask me to take my video down and apologize. And my response to that is, no, absolutely not. In fact, I believe my son deserves a public apology now at this point from the way this school originally handled or did not handle this situation appropriately. Why did it take this? Why did I have to come out into the public and do this in order for you to do something about it? There's other children suffering too. I'm not the only one. Um, so, on social media, folks, because next week I'll be talking about toxic habits, and it's actually um, a very interesting topic about 
how to decipher lies in the media without listening to words. So it's going to be a very exciting topic for us. But I want to kind of let you know, first of all, I'd love to invite you if you're interested in supporting my awareness campaign. First of all, no, I am not asking for any money or donations. So um, please don't even ask. That's not about what this is. This is about bringing awareness to our community and our country. There are other parents out there who are going through the same thing right now, and they need to be able to understand what to look for in their children in order to do anything about it. Because when there's a problem, we all know it must first be brought into our awareness before we can work on solving that problem. But it's, um, I created a page for it. It's facebook.com forward slash Arizona Parents Against Bullying. And I did post the video in there. Feel free to go in and comment um, if you'd like to. You don't have to. Uh, but you'll kind of get to see how stupid this incident really was and how stupid it was for them to lie about this uh, because it's really not worth lying about uh, for any party involved, me, my son, or these um school staff members. So I have posted this video on my Facebook awareness page. It's facebook.com forward slash Arizona Parents Against Bullying and you're free to go in there and comment. I have all sorts of comments. Um, actually in a different group there's more. Not so many on this one. They've, they're trying to silence me right now folks. <laughs> I'm in Facebook jail so I can't publicly post anything until tomorrow. So if you have any concerns, um, by the way, I am still available on private messenger. They haven't shut me out of that. Um, and that doesn't bother me one bit. As a matter of fact, I expected it. I have some very angry people out there right now because uh, let's be honest, folks, when you ruffle feathers, like if you're covering something up and the truth is exposed, you're going to ruffle feathers. Okay. There's just, they're going to be ruffling all over the place. Um, you're going to have a bunch of peacocks running around for that matter. And what's so funny about this is now that I've brought this into the light, you're going to be able to see who the peacocks are. Um, you're going to be able to see who the parents are, who these children are learning from by the way they're speaking to either myself or the teacher. Okay. Um, that is also a part of the problem. Um, it is those people who may not even be aware of the fact that they're bashing and becoming a part of the problem instead of a part of the solution. Um, that's how this behavior kind of manifests into this severe problem that we have today. It's a mix, folks. It's not just a teacher, okay, or a director or principal or whoever. I mean, it's teamwork. It's a teamwork thing. I even have a specific few parents from this school who decided they wanted to get on a post and bash my son. Now, that just blows my mind. Okay, now that is just a clear red flag to me of where the problems are coming from. It's probably your student that my student got in the fight with, right? Well, actually, it was not. Turns out that although this specific lady claims that she knows my son so well and how misbehaved he is and she's cutting him up all over the place. I think she even called him um, special at one point in time. Um, folks, my son didn't even recognize her last name. 
my son didn't recognize her picture and this is someone who's supposedly really involved with the school in this classroom my son didn't recognize her kids even so my question is i don't know where these people are getting their information clearly they do not know me or my son personally um teachers have friends folks everybody has friends there's going to be people that are making things up just attempting to defend the person they feel as if i am attacking now I will be the first to step up on the plate and say I am not attacking anyone, okay? I don't believe it is my fault that the school chose not to address these serious matters that involved physical safety and emotional harm. I don't believe that it's my fault because I did my due diligence and I've done my due diligence for months now. So at what point in time, folks, do you put your foot down as a parent and say enough is enough? You know, I've been dealing with bullying issues for six months now. I've never had any problems like this before. My son is not that type of kid. My son loves kids. My son loves to be social. In fact, he gets upset when he doesn't understand why people don't like him. That's my kid. I have started this movement because the very school systems that are claiming to have leadership qualities, five-star and A-plus ratings with strictly enforced anti-bullying policies are neglecting to enforce their own policies and it is resulting in emotional confusion, psychological damage, and even death by suicide or murder. Now, I'm not saying that any deaths have occurred out of this specific school because I don't believe that they have. But this is a serious problem that needs to be handled appropriately. And when it is not handled appropriately, it is our responsibility as parents to hold these people accountable for their actions. Inflicting any kind of harm, whether it be physical or emotional harm to our children, will absolutely not be tolerated from children, and especially not by the educators in our school systems. Our mission is to spread awareness, educate parents, and set these innocent souls free into a world of unconditional love and healing. Folks, I have an army of angels behind me in this movement, and do you know who they are? It's all the innocent souls who have already crossed over to the other side due to the negligence of our school systems and not enforcing their own policies, and to the grandmother who lost her grandson to this tragedy and reached out to me personally. You better believe he is behind this movement. When our children become victims of bullying, whether it be from children or an adult, we spend more time helping our children work through their issues, helping them heal from their wounds and helping them get back on the path to success. Sometimes this comes before our own personal success, folks, and that's okay. It's what we do. Process your emotions and transmute your negative emotions into a positive cause. Set your goals and initiate your actions to achieve what you set out to accomplish. Consider any negative comments that do not serve your higher purpose as they are trash. 
and focus on what really matters. Set your intentions and make sure they are pure and for the better good of yourself and all others. As I process my emotions from the fresh wounds that I have just been sliced open with, I will be sharing more of my story with you on this awareness page as I will be keeping it separate from the topics I have on the menu already for you this year. As for my son's ex-teacher, I pray for her healing prior to and after this situation. I am also going to ask that if you're listening right now, you please do the same for her. As for the people who are extremely upset right now and who are lashing out in rage, I pray for their awareness and their healing too. I'm also going to ask that instead of spreading that negative energy through social media, that you please take that energy and turn it towards your friend for support and love and healing. Um, be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. The truth is never easy, and some people can often make a fool out of themselves when they are caught off guard and realize the dirty little secrets that they have been a part of have become exposed. Thank you so much for joining me today. And um, if you know somebody out there who's having issues with their child and they're not really aware of what's going on, you might want to share this episode with them. Even if there's two minutes of this episode that makes sense to them, that's all that matters. Trust me. It could save a child's life. I love you all. And I want the best for all of you. So once again, thank you for joining me today and I will see you again next week.